everyone. This is the fourth and last installment of our series, The Abundant Life. If you still remember in the first week, we mentioned that the abundant life is a blessed life and a blessed person is one who meditates on God's word day and night. In the second week, we said that sin is the problem of the world and that God's solution to sin is repentance, turning away from sin and heading towards God. And last week, we maintained that an abundant life is a life connected to God. Are you connected to God? Today, here is our big idea. An abundant life is a balanced life. I also mentioned from the previous week that there are four areas that we need to be healthy in, and this is spiritual health, relational health, physical health, and financial health. All of these are connected to one another. If you're healthy physically but are not healthy financially, you're going to have some problems. Somehow it's going to affect every part of your life. If you're not healthy financially, but you, uh, but you are healthy physically, it's still going to affect you physically, right? It will cause you to worry, and worry is the major cause of health problems. They are all connected. If you are healthy financially, but you're suffering relationally, your relational health is low, meaning you don't have a good relationship with your, maybe your spouse or your wife or husband, or you don't have a good relationship with your family members or friends, eventually it will catch up. It's going to mess you up. So the idea of an abundant life is to have all four areas. And the way you can achieve that is it has to be all balanced. Have to have balance. Spiritual, relational, physical, financial. It has to be balanced. You can't just focus on one and neglect the other. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.18, it's good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Grasp the one. And make sure you're still doing the others. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. That's my first point. Whoever fears the Lord or God, you're going to have to avoid all extremes. Don't just be focusing on one area. Some people are just focused on work, work, work. Everything they do is to, they think that if they have all the money in the world, everything is going to work out right. While that is important, we have to work hard, we have to earn but again, folks, don't let go of the other stuff, okay? Make sure that everything is balanced. Make sure you're not extreme. Make sure that you are also relationally healthy. Put a certain time uh, to your family. Family is so important. You know, when growing up, my kids, I used to date them when they were small. I used to date them individually, my daughters, one at a time, and my son. Because relationships are important. You have to spend time with your wife. Spend a, a day in the week just going out with your wife. Date her. Very important that you're on the same page. While doing this, make sure you're also physically healthy. You know, it doesn't take so much. You don't have to go to the gym to be physically healthy. Sometimes you can just run, go outdoors, just run. Or I just, just do my sit-ups in, in bed. I lift weights. I have some dumbbells. You know, I have dumbbells in my room. It just takes 15 minutes and it's done. But do something, do your planks, do your exercise, do your skip rope. It just takes a few minutes. But at least get your heart rate going so that you're not neglecting the physical part. Okay, so that's very important. Then again, the other side is to make sure that you're always in the Word. Okay, so it's spiritual, relational, physical, financial. The Word is important. Again, you don't have to read an entire chapter of the Bible. No, 
I just read a few. There's, there are days I study. I study a lot. But normally, in a day, a few minutes in the morning, just read a verse. And then meditate. The Bible didn't say read. It says meditate on the word day and night. Think about one verse. Psalm 23, one of my favorite verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I think about it. I'm running. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What does it mean, Lord? Are you my shepherd? Just meditate on the word. It's good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Don't be extreme and do only one thing. Okay, first point. Second point, guys. Whoever fears God is wise and responsible. Hmm. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. They hate wisdom. They hate discipline. Folks, discipline is good. It's good for us. Whether it's reading the word or exercising, it's good for us. Don't despise wisdom. Okay, it's very important. In another verse, it says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. <laughs> but understand what the Lord, what the will of the Lord is. Understand, Lord, what is your will? It's easy, to, you know, folks, let me say this. It's easy to do the things you want to do, right? But it's hard to do the things you don't want to do. Hmm, yeah, common sense. But more often than not, sometimes God tells us to do things we want to do. But sometimes God tells us the things we have to do. Okay? You know, I have to confess, this is my story. Uh, my beautiful wife, Jeannie, uh, this, is, this is she. Uh, when I was newly married, I didn't realize how selfish I was. Sometimes when you're single and you, you think you're okay, until somebody comes along and you realize, man, I was selfish. On our first year of marriage, man, it was not good. And the reason is not because I was a bad person or I was sinning. It's just because, you know, when I was single, I loved sports. I did all the sports. I did basketball, I did golf, I did all of these other sports. And I would tell my wife, honey, is it okay if I play basketball, basketball with the guys? And she would say, uh, okay. Following day, I would go to her, honey, can I play basketball with the guys? And says, okay. And the third day, I'd go, I'd play, you know, football with the guys. And she'd go, Okay. And then the next thing you know, honey, why are you always leaving me? And so I, my solution was, okay, let's do this. Why don't you, you do what you want to do and I'll do what I want to do. And that way we're both happy. And what, what, what the heck? Why did we even get married? See, the problem wasn't that. The problem was I was selfish. I'll tell you another story. First year, it was messed up. We were, you know, messed up. We were fighting a lot. I have to admit. <laughs> but then we had our own baby, our first baby, uh, Luis. When, you know, I'd work so hard. I, I work a lot. I, I enjoy my work. I'd come home, I'm tired. And I would see my wife sometimes at night, this particular evening, where Jeannie was carrying my son, Luis, and she was going like this. She was almost falling while carrying our son, because she had a long day too. And I was lying down in bed, and I was looking at her, and I opened my eyes, and I saw her almost fainting. And I was deciding whether I'm going to, hmm, should I wake up, stand up, and tell her to, you know, just give me Louise, and I'll just do it, carry him? I was contemplating while I was looking up. 
And then finally I made my decision. I was going to sleep. <laughs> True story. I, so I just laid down there. I said, I have a long day tomorrow. I'm just going to sleep. But let me just say this. Jesus, God spoke to me. You know what God said? This is how, you know, this is how God talks to me. He said, Jay, you are a wimp. And he says, Jay, you are not a man. You're allowing, your wife is so tired and you're just allowing her to carry your son. Why don't you wake up, rise to your feet and do what you have to do, become the man of the household. You know, to be honest with you, that night, I tears started flowing off my, my eyes. And that night was a changing point in my life. I said, God, I am so sorry for not being the man of the household. I stood up. I said, honey, give me Luis. I'm going to carry him. He said, no, it's okay. You have work tomorrow. I said, no, no, no. Give me Luis. So I took Luis in my arms. And the next few minutes, I was the one going like this. But, you know, I'm saying that story to say that, to be honest with you, that was the starting point of our good marriage. I decided to become the leader of the household. I decided to become the servant, the prophet, the priest, and king of the household. By the way, if you men are watching here and you're the head of your household, it wasn't your wife or people or, or you know, the, the culture that tells you to become the king of the household. It is God who appointed us to be the prophet, the priest, and the king of the household. Prophet meaning you're the visionary. You bring direction to the home. You're also the priest, the spiritual leader of the home. Okay? And you're also the king. The king doesn't mean that you're lording it over. The king means you are going to serve. If you want to be the head, be the tail. If you want to lead, be the servant. So he appointed us, right? So the word of God has a lot of things to say about being wise and having wisdom. Clearly, it states that you are foolish if you don't seek wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 3, 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs you everything you got, get understanding. King David clearly explains the benefit of wisdom. I love this. I'm just going to read here in Proverbs 2. It says, my son, my daughter, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He's a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. You're the faithful one. <laughs> then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. I love that verse. You know what? Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in a dark way, whose delight in doing wrong and rejoices, rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious 
in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman. Hmm. From the wayward woman with her seductive words who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirit of the, of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Man, come on. Thus you will walk in the ways of the God, of the good rather, and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut out from the land and the unfaithful will be torn by it. Hmm. That's why we, I love the word. I love wisdom. You know, I've been married for 32 years. By the grace of God, Lord, let me finish the race. I want to be faithful to my wife. I want to be an example to my kids. So when they grow up, they will become, I can be, uh, the, I can, they can emulate me. Very important. And point number three, whoever fears God will prioritize the right things. Your priority, you, you prioritize what is valuable. You give time to what you value. If you value your health, you prioritize your health, right? If you value your family, you'll give time for your family. Unfortunately, sometimes our values are kind of whacked up. Guys, prioritize relationships over material things. Prioritize personal develop, development over temporary pleasure. Prioritize character over basic skills. Prioritize godly principles over false beliefs. Guys, not, not everything you hear is, is biblical is right. Okay, prioritize godly convictions over worldly ambitions. Prioritize family over other relationships, but prioritize God over family and prioritize eternal gain over earthly blessings. Last point, whoever fears God is not all talk. <laughs> you have friends that are all talk? Well, you know, the Bible says all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourself. Another verse in Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? If someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. If you say you're going to do it, guys, do it. And learn to say no if you can't. Don't be a man pleaser. Can I be honest with you? I'm going to end this. I'm going to land this. The only way you can do all of these things that I'm mentioning right now is you got to be inspired. You got to have be self-motivated. And the only way you're going to be inspired is there has to be an inner force, an inner motivation for you to do all this. Otherwise, it's going to be so hard. Personally, let me give you my advice. My motivation is God. God, I wake up in the morning. I am grateful. People ask me, Pastor, why are you always joyful? Not Well, not always, but 99% of the time, yes. You know why? Because when I w wake up in the morning, I look to the heavens. And I say, God, thank you I'm alive. Thank you I have family. Lord, I thank you I have 10 fingers. Lord, thank you that there's hope. Thank you that you take care of my future. Thank you that you are my security, God. You are the reason I'm alive. I have my family. I have provision. When you are grateful, you want to please this God 
When you are grateful, everything you have comes from God anyway, right? So connect with God. The reason why people can't experience an abundant life, to be honest with you, is because they're so self-centered, self-absorbed, as if the whole universe revolves around them. Have a vision that is towards other people, okay? Because when you are caring for other people, it's going to remove laziness. Do the right thing. My dad will always tell me, hey, no one dies waking up early. <laughs> I used to wake up late. Hey, you're not going to die if you wake up early. And when you wake up early, open your eyes and say, God, thank you. And read your Bible. Do what you don't like to do, don't like doing just because it is what God wants you to do. Stop your habit of wrong things, doing wrong things. And say, God, from now on, my inspiration is you. My inspiration is you. Folks, have a balanced life. Invest in being healthy, spiritually, relationally, physically, and financially. Avoid all extremes. Be responsible. Do what is right. Know your priorities. And be a doer, not just a mere, just not be a talker. Be a doer of what God is saying you to do. God loves you so much. He wants you to have the abundant life that He has planned for you. Oh,